A quick timeout to talk about some of the characteristics of a great coach. From time to time, I wanted to focus in on some specific coaches to discuss what exactly makes that individual great at their craft. Today's coach is Coach Nick Nurse, the head coach of the recently crowned world champions, the Toronto Raptors. To talk about Coach Nurse, I asked Robbie Lehman from Fast Model Sports, who worked with Coach Nurse during his time in the NBA D-League, now the G-League, to come on and talk a little bit. Thanks for joining us again, Robbie. You bet. Appreciate having me on, Tony. You want to kind of tell people the backstory of when and where you met Coach Nurse? Sure, man. And I tell you what, it feels like 100 years ago, but uh, uh, it was super fun to watch him uh, have success at the NBA level his first year as a head coach. Taking it back to 2011-12 season, I had a chance to work with him and he hired me as a, a video intern um, with the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, which is in McAllen, Texas. Um, but they're actually the uh, now the G League team of uh, Houston Rockets. Coach Nurse is from Iowa, so got to give a quick shout out to the uh, Iowa coaches. I, I really do think uh, the state produces a lot of good coaches, and, and maybe I'm biased, but um, they're pretty much spread everywhere. Going, going to the G League, it was my first coaching job, so really didn't have a Huge understanding on what the business was, but you know, I was getting my feet wet. I think I was 22 or 23. And what I noticed right away was just Coach Nurse's focus and professionalism. And as a kid just coming out of college, you know, I was like, man, this guy really knows what he wants to do and he is locked in every day. You know, so I got, I got to see that up, up close and personal. Um, unfortunately, I was in the middle of two titles. He actually won a title with the Iowa Energy the year before going to Rio Grande Valley, and then we didn't get a title that year. And then he was there one more year and got one the next year before going to the Raptors. So no ring for me, unfortunately. But yeah, really, like I said, just his focus and professionalism was was what I really noticed. And at that level, you're doing so much. And he was not only coaching the team, but essentially like a GM of the team. And he's working with Rockets personnel that are putting the roster together, making moves during the season, and all kinds of things like that. So um, really interesting to see, but you could tell he had a very clear goal of becoming an NBA coach, and he thought that, that the G League was his best chance uh, to do that. You talked about being locked in, and I think one of the uh, great abilities of a coach is his ability to stay balanced in things. And I heard someone say this past week that he was a guy that that genuinely cared about his players. And so while being still locked in on what he's doing, also having that genuine care for the players and investing in them. Can you talk a little bit about how he balanced both of those and seeing that maybe firsthand? That's always a tricky thing with coaching. I think a lot of coaches might struggle with with that. You're going to critique players' play. You're going to help them, but you obviously want them to know you care about them. Um, and, and that doesn't change at any level. Obviously, it's going to be a little different at the high school level, the college versus the professional where you know it's a job and it's a paycheck. But the good coaches understand that to motivate players, you have to – have a relationship with them. And I did see that with him. And I mentioned him being a GM too. Like, yeah, he was in charge of li- literally cutting players um, and bringing new players in um, because of that level that's happening a ton. And it was really a, a, a chance for the Rockets to really just see a lot of different players because at the end goal there is who can make their roster. But to back up again, yeah, he just, he really um, was close with the guys and, you know, talking a lot about obviously how to help them and how to develop them because they want to get to the NBA as well, get a 10 day contract, get uh, something larger. Um, or, Hey, if it wasn't going to work out here, you know, can he make some phone calls to somewhere overseas? Um, can he help them out in their next place? Because that was really the goal is for everybody, you know, 
And that was, was what was interesting in the G League overall was whether you are the head coach, your players, or your guy like me who's an intern, everyone's trying to get to the next level. And you all understand that you can help each other. Um, and by winning as part of that, but also just development and networking, et cetera. But it was really cool that everyone had a common goal of just really growing and moving on from from that level. Player relationships was important for sure. You mentioned his his background a little bit, and you and I were talking about this before we started recording, but if you go to his Wikipedia page, it's packed full of places of where he was uh, a coach before where he is now with the Raptors. Can you talk a little bit about how you think those different experiences have kind of impacted what he's doing today with the Raptors? Yeah, you know, I think no matter what profession you're in, honestly, um, a diverse background is helpful. Obviously, you have to have a, you know, an end goal or a plan or, or things you're looking at, you know, one step at a time. But yeah, I think, uh, as we mentioned, Coach Nurse has been at the college level, at, I guess, a few different levels of college and G League and overseas in England. Um, he's worked with national teams. So a whole bunch of different stuff here. And I do think that was a huge benefit for him because he's, he's just seen a lot. And not only he's networked a lot with coaches, but you might understand different styles of play. Um, you're going to understand different different focuses that coaches have at each spot. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe he might be now the first G League head coach to win an NBA title as a head coach. I haven't fact-checked that, but just a quick uh, look back. I'd be curious to know your opinion on this as well as a you know a small college coach. What you think about having different backgrounds and, and coaching at different levels would do for you. I would encourage coaches not to pay attention to one level and kind of get stuck on that. You and I have talked in the past about paying attention to NBA, paying attention to college, pay attention to the WNBA, women's college basketball, because there are so many great coaches out there and not everybody does things the same way, which most everybody knows. But the thing that you can glean from that is what can I take from this coach? What can I take from this level? What can I take from, because there are different styles of play across the globe. And so if you take something from each of those, and then create your own thing. We always hear about coaches who are trying to, young coaches who are trying to become the next, whoever they admire. And instead, take something from that coach you admire, but go and, and see what other coaches are doing as well to create your own thing and then be the best that you can be. And I think Coach Nurse has done a really great job with that. Here recently, and specifically this past year before he was the head coach, when he was the assistant with Coach uh, Dwayne Casey. He was credited a lot with with changing their offense, and when he was in charge of that, and kind of uh, improving their ball movement and increasing the team's three point attempts, and really trying to modernize their offense. And they were great last year until, of course, they ran into uh, LeBron. From an X's and O's perspective, what did you observe while you were with Coach Nurse that that made his style so effective? Yeah, absolutely, great points, and um, that's a perfect segue because I wanted to talk a little bit uh, about that. You know, he's, he is an offensive guy at his core. That's what I noticed right away was he was so creative with a lot of that stuff. And we all know now that the Rockets really focus on some of those analytics behind, uh, you know, three-pointers and then just getting to the rim for close twos or for free throws. And so back in 2011, I'm going to use the word like research experiment. And if you read some of these articles um, that are going around about Coach Nurse now, they do mention that. And that's kind of what the Rockets used the Viper organization for. And they really want us to push the pace. 
because they wanted to look at a lot of the analytics behind that at that level. So that was cool. And it was fun to practice that. And, and we did a ton of transition drills. We shot a ton of threes. Um, and I was responsible for rebounding a lot of them in practice. And I, I actually just thought back to uh, a project he kind of gave me as I'm sitting on the bench. He had me time literally with my iPhone just every time we either uh, change the possession, whether it was a made basket and we took it outlet or it was a rebound or a turnover, he wanted us to cross half court under two seconds. So I was literally, every time that would happen, I'm timing it and doing, you know, 1.3, 1.7, whatever. And I'm totaling those up and giving a report after these games. I mean, he wanted us to be across that half court and, and into, you know, the other side ready to play. So that was just a fun thing I actually just kind of forgot of, but um, it, was, it was a project he gave us. In general, the Rockets obviously with Daryl Morey um, running their show, huge in analytics, and they really embraced that. And you could tell it funneled all the way down to uh, to RGV. And I'm sure Coach Nurse had a lot of input and phone calls with Morey and the rest of uh, that staff. And it was a huge thing that went into him getting to the next level, obviously with the Raptors. And, and I'm sure it was something that they noted with his offense and whatnot. The last thing I, I did read in one of these articles was that he was almost an accountant. Coach Nurse. So that's interesting that he was he's a big numbers guy and and before he ended up being, you know, a GA on the Northern Iowa Panther staff, he was gonna be an accountant. And then he also did lead or does still hold the uh three point percentage, I think, at Northern Iowa I read. So he likes to uh let it fly. Uh speaking of X's and O's, you talked a little bit about those and some of the things that he emphasized. Uh you wanna let listeners know about the free playbook that's available right now through Fast Model? As content manager, I'm always looking for uh, talented contributors around different areas of the game. Again, like we mentioned with diversity. And uh, Cooper Smither is uh, a coach in Canada um, who follows Raptors really closely, but he actually put together a 14-page playbook, so pretty quick and easy, but um, a bunch of good plays on the Raptors half-court sets um, and inbounds, both sideline and baseline. So that's available on the Playbank. You can find it on, right on our Twitter uh, feed as well, at Fast Model. It's pinned at the top, so you can download that. It'll come into Coach's Fast Draw accounts as the full playbook, but also will the individual plays will be in their library individually as well. So you can do anything you need to with those as far as modify, um, put them into other playbooks, or put them into your half-court um, system um, and tag them as well. So um, we appreciate that. And um, the last thing I wanted to mention is just kind of an interesting point, is that the Raptors... Tony, we're the first team this year that signed on to use our new Fast Scout web. Hmm. So that is only available at the NBA level right now. Um, hopefully in the future, available for other levels as well. But um, what that actually has is a bunch of new features. But the coolest thing is the mobile integration for both players and other staffs. Uh, so your scouting reports and video clips and diagrams are all right there on your phones or tablets or whatnot. So um, really cool and just a kind of a correlation of, hey, the Raptors won the title and they really valued, um, you know, distributing their reports and their information to their players that way, you know, so that they can look at them on their phones because it is 2019 and that's the way we're consuming things. Great stuff. Thanks so much, Robbie. Just really quickly, if you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other platforms so your show actually gets heard. You can even make money from your podcast, no matter the size of your audience. It really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. 
So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That'll do it for this episode. If you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button to never miss an episode. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again at the next time out.
Thank you.